What is up? This is TJ Murphy, and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. My guest today is a new friend, Brandon Guthrie. Brandon is the founder and owner of Dream Design Labs, a California-based digital marketing agency that helps premium kingdom-driven residential contractors scale from seven figures to eight figures, empowering them with the influence they need to make a positive impact on their community and the world at large. In this episode, Brandon shares what it was like to come back from the verge of death and a five-day coma, to creating early success as a digital marketer, and using his fast profits to rent Lamborghinis and fancy bachelor pads. When his beginner's luck inevitably ran out, he lost everything and was forced to move back in with his parents. Aware of what was possible and armed with the valuable lesson in humility, Brandon shifted his focus away from personal gain to an obsessive drive to master the craft of digital marketing and deliver undeniable value to his clients. So without further ado, please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Brandon Guthrie. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us. So let's dive in. Hey, Brandon. Welcome to Adventurous Entrepreneurs. What's up? It's fantastic to be here. (laughs) Yes, sir, man. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I had a blast joining you on your podcast, the Christian Contractors Podcast, a few weeks ago. And Dude, I've been looking forward to continuing the conversation and learning more about your journey as an entrepreneur. And you have quite the story to tell. So let's dive into it, man. What was your life like leading up to you starting your first business and how have things unfolded since then? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, it was a pleasure to have you on our podcast as well. And, uh, you know, adventurous entrepreneurs. So it's all about stories, it's all about journey. So, yeah, man, I can, uh, I can jump in here and it, uh, my, I always like to start my, my story off kind of at, uh, at this point, um, in, uh, 2006, San Bernardino, California, racing motocross at the world famous Glen Helen raceway. There I am. Boom. I'm on the bike, CRF, uh, 250R. You know, adrenaline's pumping, blood's rushing, grew up racing motocross. So this was like, this is like the best thing ever. Uh, I was there with my dad, with my pops, friends. It was all great times. Um, and I'm, I'm actually in my, in my last moto of the day and, um, everything's going good, you know, hammering down, having fun. And then, uh, and then the worst happened. And, uh, so I got cross rutted on the face of a jump. I think <laughs> this is explain, based on- explain to us what that means for people that aren't familiar. Cross rutted means like, so when you on the face of a dirt bike jump, because there's so many bikes going over that jump, eventually a bunch of 
grooves get carved into the face. And mm-hmm. before you know it, it's just like a bunch of slots and big, really, uh, you know, pro- pros, professionals go over that stuff. Like it's not even there, but like everyone else is like deathly scared of those. Cause you can easily get cross-threaded, which means you get one wheel in the one and the back wheel in another, Oof. and you go off the face of the jump, basically like sideways. sideways. Yikes. So up in the air sideways. And, uh, my, the reason I know somewhat that's what happened is because my dad was across the racetrack, saw me in there sideways. And then, uh, he could only see me in the air and saw me go away. And, um, basically next thing he knows, first responders are like rushing over to where I had just landed. So turns out I, I, uh, I slammed sideways and basically slingshot style, my head straight into the dirt. Luckily I had a helmet on, definitely saved my life. And, uh, uh, I was knocked out cold, you know, first responders trying to wake me up, shaking my body. It was just like unresponsive. So, um, and it's so bad that, uh, okay, we got a helicopter, this guy out of the racetrack. So they call a helicopter, helicopter lands down, they load me up, fly out over to the the closest hospital that they could rush me to. I get there, I have then uh, about shoulder length hair at that time, and uh, they, they shaved my head, they drilled a hole into my skull, and they put a tube in my head because there was internal bleeding. And um, I was induced into a coma, and so, uh, everyone always asks like, Oh, did you see the light? And, <laughs> uh, pretty much if it's like, for me, it was like going to sleep and then just waking up one of those nights where you don't have a dream. Maybe you can compare it to, Yeah, it was just like, like that for me. Um, and I was in a coma for five days and I didn't, I don't remember anything for two weeks because my, I had, uh, for sure my brain had uh, taken a beating so my short-term memory was like on the fritz and um, i couldn't remember like a full day so and rewind real quick up to this point i was i grew up racing motocross i had a passion for design and graphics and epic marketing and branding and i was like aspirations to be a professional racer and an entrepreneur and now i'm in the hospital and now I find out I, I can barely walk. I can barely fun- function my, have my body function the way I want it to function. And I'm like, man, I'll be lucky if I'd be able to be just a normal human again, yeah. let alone professional racer, entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of crazy thoughts went through my mind and, uh, I ended up the hospital became my new residence for the next two months. Uh, PT, physical therapy. I remember one time one of the nurses was like, okay, we're going to try, you're going to try to throw this basketball into that kitty hoop. Like it's like five feet away. And, and let's see if you could do it. And I was like, kind of, I was kind of like, what? That's, that's, of course I can make that. It's like a kitty hoop. Yeah. And uh, they're like, okay, go do it. And then, so I, I got the ball and I, and I tried to throw it. And dude, it freaking landed like halfway, like two feet. And and the hoop was like five feet, five feet away. 
And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is bad. bad. After two months, they released me from the hospital. And they said, hey, you have to be on house arrest for the next month because you have a high likelihood of having a seizure. Oh, man. So, um, so I was, I was at home for a month and luckily I had some friends come by and visit me while I was there. And I just like, uh, but it was, it was gnarly, but, um, you know, right then and there, you're like, dude, is like, what's my life going to be like, you know, like, am I going to ever be able to amount to anything? Yeah. Major turning point. Major turning point. So, um, but luckily what motocross had taught me was I, I had a lot of discipline and perseverance that I learned through athletics, through at be trying really aspiring to be a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, and so I did not give up by any yeah. means, you, you know, how to work hard. Exactly. So I first, you know, first thing I, I hit up the doctor and I was like, so I feel bad now looking back, uh, to, for my parents, I said, so the doctor I was like, so how, how soon until I can get back on the bike? <laughs> uh, so I, I barely have motor skills at this point, but I I'm already like locked in on like, I know what I want. This is what I'm going to have the for. vision. I'm getting back on the bike. Getting back. So, uh, he's like at least a year, at least a year. So I'm like, okay, okay. Well, if I can't race at the track, I'm still going to go. So what I did, uh, and shout out to Ryan Andreka and Alex Arnett, my good buddies back then, we like partnered up to create motivate media and, uh, basically we bought a little camera. We bought a DSLR, it was a Canon 60D at that time. And, um, uh, what we did was we would go to the racetrack and we would interview professional racers. And since I had all this time off, right. So I have a year off, I'm still going to the track. I'm like, might as well do something during this time. So we start shooting these videos. And since I have downtime, I go and I learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and I build my own website from like straight up notepad, like expert level. Like I start halo on the expert level, you know? <laughs> I don't the, for people that don't know what that means like creating a website from notepad is very very difficult compared to creating a website using like a code helper builder software or like dreamweaver or something like that where it makes your life really easy so I built my own website for motivate media I interviewed the professional racers. I put the interviews on the website and I put Google AdSense on the website. So I would be able to get paid by yeah. the people that come to visit and watch the professional uh, racer interviews. Smart so man. it started to work. I, I, I started to make some money and, uh, and, uh, and previously before my accident, uh, I had fallen in love with Photoshop, Illustrator, Design, uh, I had started printing t-shirts, selling t-shirts. Um, I had created a clothing line called Impulse Clothing. And I was like selling it at high school and selling it uh, uh, just wherever I could. And it was it was good stuff. And um, and basically, so I built my own website and, and uh, I'm like, okay, this is good for me. And then one day, 
somebody sees my website and they're like, hey, did you build that website? I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I did that. And he's it's like, all me. <laughs> he's like, oh, could you build me a website? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. And he's like, cool, I'll give you 300 bucks. And I was like, sick, that's a lot of money. And I took James. 300 bucks and I built my first website and had my first client. I was like, what for web design? And yeah. uh, previously I was into graphic design and I was like trying to see if I could potentially make a living with graphic design, you know, logo design, all that good stuff, which is amazing. It's good stuff. But, you know, you get paid like a hundred bucks to yeah. spend like a lot of time, 200 bucks. If you're really crazy, I mean, I've heard people charging a lot more for sure, but that's what I was making. And, but when you build a website, I was, I looked it up. I was like, oh, you can charge thousands for a website you're designing it's almost it's similar to designing like a flyer or something like that but it's interactive yep and just because of that it's now worth thousands of dollars rather than hundreds of dollars so i was like oh my gosh this is crazy i got my first client basically right um and from there kind of uh i developed into landing like uh graphic design jobs marketing positions at like local businesses and in 2014, I was working as a marketing manager at a national barbecue brand, which I somehow, I was blessed and landed that job. Amazing company, um, amazing people. It was like, seriously, the best situation ever. And, but I still knew deep down inside, like there's something more than this. And I, I went to the owner one, uh, once my income from my business equated the income from my company, for my job. Yep. I went to the owner of the business. And I was like, Hey man, like seriously, no hard feelings, but like, I got bigger, I got bigger calling, you know? Yeah. And he was like, all right. ahead of me. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, he's like, all right, all right. You know, I get it. I get it, man. Like he started his business. Right. So he's like, I see you go, go chase it. That's right. That's right. And, uh, so I quit my day job, went all into my business 2014. I had, uh, so I was doing, building websites, doing web design, web development. And, um, you know, I was charging, I would charge 1500, two grand, three grand, five grand. If I was really lucky, so one of the bigger ones I ever got to was like charging like 15 K I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and I went, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, and I went all into my business. I, I was like, yes, I'm making money. I just, I'm just uh, got a pad by the beach. So I got, now I got a, a pad by the beach down too close to the downtown area, which uh, leads <laughs> yeah. to the next part of the story. Yeah. Um, and I, what enticed me about being an entrepreneur in the beginning was the private jets and the Lambos and all that stuff. And now looking back, like, I hate that that is the thing that attracts people into being an entrepreneur. Um, at least it was for me. And because what happened next was I made it all about like trying to live this good life. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, cool. I'm like this cool guy. I'm making money. I own my own business. I make my own hours. You know, I'm going to put a bunch of barriers between me and my clients. Uh, I read the four hour work week. <laughs> uh, don't ever read that book when you're first getting into business. Yep. Do not listen to those, to that framework basically talks about like putting every barrier between you and your clients that you possibly can to give you your time back. But if you're just starting, uh, not the best move. Oh no, that's the best yeah. move. 
you need that feedback. <laughs> yeah, you need that personal connection, feedback, build up that case study, you know, like yeah. really lock arms. So what happens next is I'm just like, okay, well, this is, I'm going to live the good life, my good life. It's all about me making money, putting up barriers. I make my own hours. I don't answer anyone when they try to call me. And uh, I started going out, out and get, getting drinks with the boys, right? Yeah. And first it's one night a week. Then it's two nights, then it's three, then it's four, five, six, seven. Before you know it, I was getting nearly blacked out drunk every single night. And it got super, super out of hand. I was even showing up to meetings intoxicated. I remember one time I almost fell asleep during a meeting because I had barely slept the night before. It was uh, was bad. And I, I forgot why I got into business in the first place. I was passionate about design. I was passionate about serving others. I was passionate about growing a business, doing something that creating something awesome and, and, uh, and helping others. And I, now I shifted it to like partying or like living, like, like indulgence and being a consumer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. About you at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and that's where I went wrong. So I continue down this road and I even know it's getting out of hand, but I'm so out of my mind that I don't even care. And inevitably that left that that led to me losing one, two, three, four, five of all all my clients basically starting to leave because I'm just neglecting them, not answering their calls. I'm hungover. I'm like doing work in my bed while I'm hungover. And then like for an hour, and I'll go back to sleep and I'll wake up for an hour and then like do some more work and then go back to sleep because I'm so hungover. So bad, so bad. And and then obviously uh, what came next was I was, I got the eviction notice. Boom. Um, so eviction notice, I'm kicked out of my, my, my pad. I'm like not even knowing what's going on. I'm so out of my mind. And I'm then faced with the pain, humiliation, embarrassment of moving back into my parents' spare bedroom. Yeah. And when I landed in there and I sobered up and I finally got in my right mind, I was like, what just happened? It's like, I just lost everything. Like what the heck? And right then and there at rock bottom, I, I had, uh, I had a sobering moment where I realized I need to do two things. One, I needed to get my life right back on track that I believe that God had placed for me. God has plans to prosper us, not to harm us. And I knew that and I was trying to take control and live my own good life rather than living I, what I believe to be God's life that he had for me. And then two was to learn how to market myself out of the hole that I was in. Yeah. So I hit the ground running. And I mean, the pain, humiliation, embarrassment was searing into my soul at this point. I mean, like embarrassed, like humiliated. I I, I remember I posted something and like an old friend from high school post was like, oh, are you living in your, in your parents' basement or something? And I saw it and dude, it killed me, dude. It killed me. If like, it freaking killed me. And I was like, 
Oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to operate on biblical principles this time, on God's path. So it killed me. So I went all in, seven days a week, 18 hours a day. I was reading every book I could get my hand on, taking every mentor I could out to lunch, watching YouTube videos till my eyes were bleeding. I was barely eating. I was barely sleeping. I was losing all my muscle mass. I was uh, I was starting to get become like scrawny, pale as paper, losing my hair. It was like, I looked like wow. freaking like golem, you know, like trying to learn how to market myself out of this hole. One extreme to the other. Dude, 100%. And I remember my then girlfriend, now wife, her stepdad was like, what's, what's wrong with Brandon? He's like, is he okay? Because <laughs> I literally physically was like that visually different, you know? And the point was, is like, I'm just grinding and grinding and grinding. And I mean, like nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered except for getting myself out of this hole that I had gotten myself into. But this time on a firm foundation, operating with Christ in my heart and, uh, you know, on, on biblical principles. I could go, that's a whole other podcast. But uh, so I... I kick, I scream, I cry. I try every single thing I can. I fail a ton. I fail, I fail, I fail. No light at the end of the tunnel. Keep going. No light at the end of the tunnel. Keep going. I always say it was like I was, I felt, this is how I describe it. And I feel like it's pretty accurate that I was, I felt like I was being like, I was being dragged across hot coals and broken glass and waterboarded every single day. I know it's pretty gnarly. It is. And not to bring, I don't want to bring anyone's mood down, but that's what it felt like. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. That's why I want to bring it to the light. Cause some people feel that way right now, list that may listen to this and they feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I promise you, if you just keep pushing, you will get there. There's a human fallacy. We think when things are good, that they're going to be good forever. And when things are bad, that they're going to be bad forever. Both are wrong. Things go like this, right? Yeah, comes in waves. So I kept pushing. I didn't give up. Luckily, I had that discipline and that tenacity and that perseverance that I got from being an athlete. And um, I kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. Finally had like a chance to try to run. Like I finally got my first like potential uh, ad campaign to get to work. Uh, it, it was a motorcycle dealership. And uh, I, it was, it was actually funny and I'll share this. I'll share this video uh, if anyone wants to see it, but I shot my first Facebook ad ever. And what I did, still still living in my parents' house. Um, and what I did was I tried to copy the Dollar Shave Club ad for a motorcycle dealership. Nice. <laughs> so many people have since. Um, and it was, I mean, it was horrible, <laughs> but I, 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 I gave the camera I had to the sales guy with the shake with shaky hands, oh no audio equipment. It's just like the, the mic on the camera from like 20 feet away. So yeah, you yeah. barely hear me. And uh, there's some funny things going on. And so I run, I run these ads and I'm like, okay, God, please work. And um, we get leads. We, we spend $2,400 and we generate $24,000 in sales. Boom. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is it. Like, I'm going to be able to scale myself out as whole. And because I was so new, um, I was like, I was very scrappy. 
um, I didn't really do, I wasn't able to do a good job at articulating that this money came from this source. So I'm like telling the business owner, Hey, look, like this is working. This is awesome. And I'm like, finally I did it. And, uh, he, he can't see it or whatever. And yeah, cut off back, back, back to zero, back to zero, dude. So I, I keep pushing I keep trying. I keep doing everything, man. Once again, no light at the end of the tunnel. And eventually, you know, it just kept going. And one person introduced me to someone else and I actually landed a, uh, a good account and things actually started to work for me. And, um, and then, so I started to have a little bit of success. I had like one client that was doing like halfway decent and they're actually paying a decent retainer. And I was like, Oh my, yes, 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 yes. Let's go. And I thought back and I was like, like every other car at the racetrack was either a roofer, an HVAC guy or a plumber. Right. So these guys are like my people, like talk, I, they seem on a dirt bike. They're going to be like, Oh, that guy's cool. You know, cause they're off-road guys. They got can-ams. They got, they got trucks, they got banshees, they got all those things, sand rails. They're in Glamis. They're all they're all in Glamis. All those, all those guys are in Glamis. Uh and I'm like, this is working over here, but I think that I have a lot, I would have a lot better chance of success over here. So I connected with a friend of mine from the off-road, off-road world. And I'm like, hey, like let's let's partner on let me help your business grow you know uh give me a percentage and we're gonna blow this up so um i took everything i learned up until that point and i was like okay i haven't ever been able to like truly apply these principles and now's the time like i'm gonna i'm gonna be able to fully apply everything into this opportunity so last the famous last words that he had was scare money don't make money and we pulled the trigger, hit the go button, and uh, fast forward to 2020, we landed our two comma club award, which is a million dollars through a single funnel. And we we actually did four million that year, and um, and then we landed the two comma X club award, which is ten million dollars through a single funnel, on yeah. pace for the 25 million now next year. Um, and even more important than all of the all those like awards and accolades and achievements have been amazing but what was most what what honestly was the most important thing out of the whole journey was the person that I was forced to become through hitting that rock bottom I'm so glad that I started making all about serving others than serving myself and uh and now I'm so fulfilled and rewarded by being able to uh give people opportunities for one in my company and then serve my clients. I mean, uh, like I know that client in particular or multiple clients, their lives are impacted forever. You know, like now they're going to be able, their families are blessed forever. Like their legacy instantly changed forever, you know, and what a positive impact that is. And that, that has been the most rewarding thing of all than the awards or the revenue we've been able to generate. And and everyone always asks, like, okay, so what did it? You skipped over a lot of parts there. <laughs> what? What's the secret? What's the secret yeah, sauce? What's the sauce? 
So um, I always say well, through through all of that, um, there there is three things that I always say that that really got us there. Three key components, like three takeaways. And so one is ads, two funnels, three automation. You already know all about this, TJ, and a lot of people already do. But for the ones yeah, that yeah. don't, share the is, knowledge, bro. This is like spreading the gospel. This is like spreading the good news right here. There's so many people still that don't know about this stuff. It's like how how is that possible? But we're just in our bubble, and I think that it can feel like everyone knows it, but everyone doesn't. So um, the key takeaway that I would, if I was going to give a few gold nuggets real quick. Um, would be number one with ads, what we found has worked best for us rather than running ads about, hey, we're really awesome. Hey, you should buy from us. Hey, we're licensed, bonded, insured, family owned and operated. We're cool. We're awesome. We're awesome. Instead, run ads based on curiosity. Yeah. So getting people to dip their toe in the water, leveraging the commitment consistency bias, which is a human psychological fallacy where when you start something, you want to end it. You want to close the loop. So when you get once micro commitment, you can continue to get further commitments and what, and that's where the funnel comes in. So the slip, I like to call it the slippery slide of the funnel. When you get people in through the first 25% of your funnel, there's no stopping. They're just going to keep sliding down the rest of the funnel. You, you got them. You got them. And then lastly is automation. So automation, automate text, email, ringless voicemail, um, and one thing that I feel like I've been one of the earlier people on to do this and I, we've all seen it, but are you doing it, uh, to text message videos to your new leads or <clears throat> whatever it is that you're doing, uh, where it's a little video of your appointment setter or the business owner saying, Hey, what's up? I appreciate you very much for filling out that form right now. I personally, Amanda or whoever, I'm going to be personally reaching out to you here in the next few minutes. I look forward to speaking with you and building that human connection rapport instantly with leads as soon as they come in or whatever it is that you're running ads for. Um, and I kind of skipped over on the ads portion with the ads portion, what we're doing that's that we're really seeing good results with is we're sprinkling in how can we make our creative different than everyone else's? Because everyone's creative on Facebook ads, Instagram, looks TikTok the same. looks the same. It's like, they, it's, it's almost like they like, they joined a program and all 800 mm -hmm. students are using the same ad, right? We know it to be true in some cases. <laughs> some cases, some cases. So yeah. um, what we do is we use actors and we sprinkle in humor. So now you're different than everybody. You have a higher click-through rate. You have people that are more receptive because they're, yeah, they're chuckling at your little stupid ad. Yeah. and they're clicking the link so those are the main like tactical takeaways that um, i would say have made a big difference and then mindset it's it's really about dude to serve others before serving yourself and just keep going even when the going gets tough and when you see no light at the tunnel especially when you see no light at the end of the tunnel that's when you're either going to rise to the top or not and and uh, those are my time to double down nuggets. So yeah, man, I mean, you've had some insane experiences. I mean, talk about 
from literally being on the verge of death, grateful that you're here with us to blessing. And I mean, clearly some life-changing moments from that to coming back up to a peak and then screwing it up for yourself and, and coming back down to rock bottom and then figuring out through sheer tenacity how to climb and, and build the life that you wanted to. And something that really stood out to me about your story is how you've really gone through a tremendous transformation and, and not just a personal transformation or, you know, a, a personal gain transformation, but really figuring out how you wanted to fulfill your true identity. And mm. I know for me personally, this is not always easy, mm. you know, living, living up to my true identity. I have bad days. I have moments where I succumb to temptations or bad habits. It's not easy. And I think, you know, most of us can relate to that. But what have you found to be true for yourself in terms of sticking to that and realizing the fulfillment of your true identity at this point in your life today? Uh, how do I how do I uh, say, stay true to, stay true to myself, my true identity? Yeah, I mean, do you have any do you have any like practices or, or things that you think about or or fall back on when? You know, the going gets oh, tough. The going gets tough. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. This is a great one. I actually asked a professional basketball player, an NFL player last week at that conference. How did I was like, that's like my number one question. That's my number one question for everybody. Honestly, how do you handle the tough times? That's, that's all that matters. If you can overcome the tough times, you can do anything. Yeah. Pretty much it. Right. Just got to persevere. So for me, when the times get really tough, um, which it it's going to happen, you know, it's, uh, we all, like I said, we go through ups and downs. Um, it's how we deal with them. And for me, when the going gets tough, how do I persevere? Um, for me, especially lately, and, and more and more as I grow my with my relationship with God, um, is I pray, um, I pray and I have a specific prayer that I always pray. I always say, I, I pray this every morning before, um, I wake up and it's really, I try to do it right before I grab my phone. It's like really hard. I'll grab my phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, put it down. I'm to pray, put it down. Cause all the time I'll, I'll, I'll look at my phone and I'm like, oh, dang it. But I pray this prayer. I say, dear God, I pray I separate my flesh from my spirit, remove all selfishness, greed, pride, ego, fear, stress, anxiety, scarcity mindset, replace it with the calmness, peace, and abundance mindset of the Holy Spirit. I pray that I have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I pray that I would put on the full armor of God today. Because the spirit, the the battle, spiritual warfare happens right up here. And you got to fight that battle and you got to put on the form of God, which is helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, shoes of peace, that your walk will match your talk. That you're not just saying a big talk, talking a big talk, but you're actually taking action. Uh the the shield of faith. So when you're getting stuff thrown at you, you can throw that faith that things are going to come they're going to work out in the sword of god which is the word of god that's memorizing scripture like without the without vision the people shall perish fall down seven times get up eight wealth gained hastily is quickly dwindled but little increased little by little will will last 
um, David and Goliath, uh, the parable of talents, which means is a story about multiplying. You're given a little, but, and if you increase it, God is pleased. So not just sitting on your talents, like, uh, not just sitting on your talents, but like multiplying and using them properly. Uh, and then I just say, I'm grateful for what's happened in the past, present and future. And, uh, we are sons and daughters of the King and creator of the universe. We have Royal blood pumping through our veins. Let's start acting like it. Right. hundred percent. Pump, put that chin up, puff out that chest, start acting like you're part of the Royal family. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. And, uh, so, and then I just, um, and then, uh, I always close out. I, it's biblical not to only speak in a framework there needs to be a relationship and a conversation. So then I just end with God, Jesus, like, tell me, tell me what you want me to do for you today. How can I serve you better? And I try to listen and discern and get that divine download. And I say, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And, uh, dude, I do that as often as I possibly can. And when the going gets tough, I try to, I try to like separate myself from the problem. I tried to pray that prayer and uh just just have faith you know i mean yeah yeah i mean you got to ritualize it whether it's through prayer or some type of mindfulness practice meditation breath work you know journaling what whatever it is that you need to do or that you find to be effective for keeping what you're putting up here in a positive light that isn't going to be a detriment or bring you down it's just like anything. It's a habit. You've got to create it and ingrain it into your life so that when something does go wrong, uncertainty, complexity, a bad day, you got that to fall back on. And it's just second nature. And that's a beautiful way of doing it, man. And as we wrap things up here, I want to talk a little bit adventure. Like you're an adventurous guy, clearly extreme sports. You know, you enjoy what most people would consider to be pushing it to the limit with motocross and you like to travel and explore heck we met an exotic uh luxury conference in costa rica and i'm curious to see or hear if you have any kind of habits or, or practices ways of planning out your year your month that enable you to create more adventure in your life and and do the things that that really bring you the most joy even though you you've got a busy schedule you run a business that's successful and that takes a lot of time and commitment yeah um, yeah, uh, and I'm always growing, of course, as far as like planning, planning the year. Um, I, I've really unlocked, uh, another level of travel literally just by getting in on the points game. I don't know if you guys know that or use credit cards that get you flight points it, oh, yeah. because just, just because the fact that I have points, even though let's say it doesn't cover the whole flight, it just opens that, that door. And since I've gotten onto that that points game dude i've been flying everywhere it's like dude. awesome and it it's uh it's awesome and it's unlocked so much amazingness and potential um as far as planning i i plan i i plan goals for my year uh you know one year five year goals as far as travel plans um i haven't i haven't really gotten too far into like oh let me spe- schedule my year but I do you travel a lot for, for work-related stuff as well. 
So going yeah. to conferences and things, which all have some level of, of adventure tied into them. Yeah, the best is if you can tie them in together, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, dude, just, I love, uh, you know, uh, like I, I'll book, as soon as I leave a conference, I'll buy the tickets for the next year. So I already know, yeah. I got my whole next year is already planned out, to be honest, you know? Yeah, because I bought when the tickets are going to be the cheapest, so. So, yeah, man, you know, just do that and it opens up so many doors. Absolutely. And honestly, like the credit card points is something that's, I think, undervalued. I mean, most people tap into it, but if you're a business owner, man, there are some insane credit cards out there. Like I just got, and this is not a plug, I'm not sponsored by them at all, but I got the Capital One Spark, I believe. Mm. And I think like you get something ridiculous. I got like $5,000 in like sign on bonus when I hit like 50K in spending for the first six months. And it's just insane how much it racks up doing just my day-to-day business expenses, putting everything on the card and it's got mm-hmm. zero limit. And it, it's great. So check out credit cards. If you're putting everything through your checking account as a business owner, you're doing something wrong. You're leaving some money on the table. hundred percent, hundred percent, dude. It, it yeah. can open a whole new world for you. Absolutely, man. Pay for some vacations at the very least. So Man, what ask, uh, challenge, or, or parting advice do you have for our community before we wrap up? And I ask where people can find you online, socials, website, all that jazz. Yeah, man. Um, for for uh, I always I have a heart out for the people for people that are that are uh, you know feeling stuck, you know. And so I definitely want to spread the message of just like don't just don't give up. You know, it's so cliche and so basic, but if you do anything long enough, you're going to get good at it. Funny how that works. Yeah. No, it's so true. Um, don't have shiny objects in gym. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head down. Do the dark work. Earn it. Even though you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel, I promise you it's there. So that's that's my advice for you guys. And then to find me, connect with me. Um Instagram is at BG44. That's Brandon Guthrie. 44 is my old race number. My, well, still my forever race number, let's call it. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, uh, and then obviously at Dream Design Labs on Instagram as well. And I'd love to give you guys a free gift. Um, basically, just for tuning in to this, to uh, TJ's awesome podcast here, I'd love to give you guys a link where you can get uh, our framework, how we're able to generate eight figures in revenue. Uh, just go to go.dreamdesignlabs.com forward slash 950k hyphen 30 days. So that's 950k hyphen 30 days. Um, and on that link, you can be able to learn exactly how we were able to generate $950,000 in revenue in 30 days. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Awesome, man. And we'll put that all in the show notes. So make it easy for people to take advantage of that. I know I'll be checking it out as well. So Brandon, my man, thank you so much. This was a fun one and it has been a pleasure and a privilege getting to know you since we first met a few months ago. That's right, man. I still got to hold you accountable. We got goals to hit by December and I'm booking my flight literally before we started this podcast. I almost hit the submit button going to book it right after we hop off here. So yeah, I need to to do the same man. And, you know, until then I'll be following your journey closely and and cheering for you every step of the way. So looking forward to linking up in Dallas here in a couple months and then 
again in June for the Commitment Summit in Costa Rica. Should be a good time. Boom. I love it, man. Talk soon. All right, man. Really appreciate you sharing the value and your story. And thanks again for coming on the show. You got it, man. Peace. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.